Hello and welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast. You guessed it, it's a podcast by Album Nerds, for Album Nerds, produced, crafted, lovingly sculpted by a couple of dudes that just love to talk about music. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about music and you're going to listen um, and you're going to love it. So I'm Album Nerds Dude and I got Andy with me here. Hey, hey. I'm Album Nerds Dude because I value my anonymity. I'm very famous. I think we have zero listeners at this point, so I've got to keep it tight. All right. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff today. So we're going to talk about recent releases. We're going to go over a few of those, some new releases from the last uh, month or so at the very most. Uh, We're going to talk about what we're listening to as individuals. We're going to call that What's Happening. And we're going to get into the upcoming releases for the next uh, few weeks. And then we're going to break down some little stories, have a little conversation about musical memories and and uh, what music means to us and experiences we've had. So why don't we get this thing started, Andrew? I'm going to have you talk about our first recent release. Thanks, dude. Yeah, the, the first one I wanted to talk about was one that came out last week um, that we actually highlighted earlier in our first episode, uh, the Clams Casino release. This is his first full length. He's a, a hip-hop producer. I believe he's from New Jersey. Um, I know I first heard about him when he was producing some records for ASAP Rocky like three or four years ago. It's really unique style. Um, so he's put out his first full length. It's uh, got a whole bunch of um, whole bunch of different rappers on it. ASAP Rocky, Vin Staples, Little B, um, and yeah, I've been I've been enjoying it. I think uh, in general it's pretty good. There's a few a few misses. One interesting thing about it is he released all the instrumentals um, as kind of a second disc, which I think is almost as good of a listen. Have you, uh, have you heard this album at all, dude? Well, for those out there that don't know me, I'm not a hip hop guy, really. Um, I liked it in the early, you know mid eighties, early eighties. Yo MTV Raps era when I was like in high school, middle school, but so I tried to, I, I started it, but for me it it didn't sound. Uh, I liked some of the production. I thought some of the instrumental stuff was cool, but in terms of, I mean, you know, it's rap. I'm sure it's good. I trust you. <laughs> it's pretty good, pretty good compared to the rest of the stuff that's coming out. All right, so I guess it's my turn. We're going to talk a little bit about. Michael Kiwanuka and his new album, Love and Hate. I've been looking forward to this. I know you've been looking forward to this as well. Mm -hmm. The first album was really cool. Um, Otis Redding sort of deal, Mm -hmm. soulful, young guy. Uh, He's 29 now. Um, And his new album, Love and Hate, was just released. And I've been listening to it a lot. Uh, I think it's very strong effort great production danger mouse i think did the production which to a certain extent surprised me i i thought it would be a little more canned sounding but it sounds pretty natural uh lots of piano guitar 
great vocals. This guy can really has a very soulful voice. And it's getting overall good reviews. Um, a little darker than the last album, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, first track is definitely the strongest, Cold Little Heart, for me. It's 10, 10 minutes long, but it's got a great intro and a nice build. Marvin Gaye kind of uh, juice to it. And uh, yeah, all in all, it's a great listen. I, I can't really... I can't say I've dug in deeply to the lyrics, but it definitely is a little more bittersweet than his previous. His previous release was more of a folksy, hopeful sort of feeling. What did you think about yeah, this one? Yeah, I think you're right, man. There's some, some real deep sadness on this record. I think a lot of some of it has to do with maybe relationships, but a lot of it has to do with just kind of societal angst, you know, being a, a black guy in the United States this time. Um, you can tell it's on his mind and I think it comes through great. It's probably one of my favorite records of the year so far. Really. Yeah. I wonder what his experience has been like. He's, he's a Londoner. He's from England. So with some fame and then touring here in the States, I wonder if he experienced some culture shock or, or, you know, as, as he became more of an industry player, if he felt that, race came into things a little bit more i don't know um but it definitely seems like a heartfelt set of songs yeah strongly agree highly recommended that one for sure um the other record i want to talk about was actually another hip-hop record by a rapper named apathy um i've heard about him for a couple years now he's I think best known for his kind of 90s throwback, like uh, boom bap style um, hip hop. He's put a new record out called uh, Handshakes with Snakes, which uh, I've been enjoying quite a bit. Um, It's got some really smart wordplay on it. Um, Not a huge um, guest list in terms of... uh, really popular MCs on this one, but uh, I think it has a really cool... If you're into, like, East Coast um, 90s rap, I think this is a a nice record uh, to check out. Yeah, I, I listened very briefly, and I did feel sort of a House of Pain sort of situation. Um, you know, it, again, it's not my... It's not my genre, but I did try it out, and it seemed like it could be fun to listen to. And it did. Yeah, I definitely heard that throwback sound to it. So, uh, you know, go for it, man. That's what I say to Mister Apathy. <laughs> I don't know him, so I can't call him by just Apathy. All right, so that's it. That's all the new releases we're going to talk about this week. So why don't we move on and talk about? What's happening? All right, I'm going to kick this off. I'm going to run through what I've been listening to. And uh, if you listen to any of these things, Andy, feel free to comment after I run through the list. So the last couple of weeks, I listened to a ton of different stuff, but the things I've enjoyed the most, I tried to throw on this list. So uh, George Benson, 2020. Uh, that album came out in, I believe, 1985. I loved it as a kid. I had it on cassette. I listened to it even into high school and 
did not tell any of my friends because they would have made fun of me because it's uh it's, he's a jazz guitarist george benson and this album was very 80s pop sort of r&b love song stuff very positive very keyboardy and mm-hmm. uh a lot of fun to listen to and i just you know it was a, at the time when you're younger everything is positive so when you hear an album about love and all that kind of stuff it's you know we didn't have access to internet porn so romantic songs <laughs> <laughs> was enough for a little alone time all right so yeah. that one's fun to listen to and if you, if you are an 80s throwback person or remember some of those songs um roberta flack does a guest appearance on the album you should listen to it just to uh kick back and enjoy uh the 2020 vision uh one bad son one of my favorite bands right now uh they've been around for under 10 years they're canadian they're a rock band uh, shades of Guns N' Roses and and uh, Skid Row, but also shades of like Bon Jovi and uh, even even like alternative rock leanings. So it's a good balance for me. It's their self-titled. It's like their third album, but it's when they got good production, got their songwriting together, and really honed their style. The earlier albums were kind of just crushing, stained-like maybe hard rock that I just didn't think uh shane volk the vocalist has a nice broad range and so hearing some sort of 80s style metal screaming is nice great album i love all the songs that's always fun in the summer willie nelson merle haggard Django and jimmy came out uh last year it's a you know two old buddies that made a record together um willie nelson and merle haggard merle haggard recently passed in april so i've been listening to the album more and there's a lot of songs about getting old and living a great life. And so listening to those songs really kind of is a, it's fun. They're fun songs. It's fun country music and it's thought provoking at the same time. And there's some songs where they're singing about being friends and makes you kind of sad, but it's a nice sad. I mean, these guys have been a part of my existence as long as I can remember. So it's like losing grandparents. So it's a good record. Ryan Bingham. He's awesome. Gravelly voice, kind of country, kind of rock, kind of folksy, rootsy stuff. Uh, Fear and Saturday Night's the most recent release. Just great songs. They're fun. It's kind of like a Bruce Springsteen where some of the songs sound upbeat, but the lyrics are pretty dark. But it's still, you know, it's kind of like, you know, if you like country, you might, you'll like it. If you like kind of raspy rock and roll, you'll like it. So... Definitely worth a listen. His older stuff is good too, but uh, this is my favorite. And last but not least, The Time, Ice Cream Castles. Now, The Time, I wanted to, when when this came out, it was I was looking at it at Target. It was on cassette. I wanted it so bad, and I was I didn't have enough paper route money to buy it. Uh, so these are the guys that were in Purple Rain. So they were like the band that Prince was battling against during the movie. Mm-hmm. And they have some, it's funky. It's like Parliament, sort of. But Prince is, is secretly involved with the band. He's the producer, but he went under a different name called the Star Company. And part of his deal with Warner was that he got to continue to experiment and be a part of other groups and do stuff that was kind of outside of his brand. So he was heavily involved in the songwriting 
and the production. And so it's like a Prince record with all these different characters. Everybody knows the song Jungle Love and The Bird. But then, of course, there's cool, funny songs like My Drawers and Chili Sauce where they've got like comedic sort of elements to them. So it's really fun to listen to. Um, it's weird, but it's cool. And, you know, some of the members of the time were Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, which went on to become huge producers of like Janet Jackson albums and and stuff uh, through the 80s and 90s. So it's a cool piece of history, Princetory, if you want to go that far. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I listened to that for the first for the first time just yesterday. Um, man, it is it was so much fun. I really loved it. I almost picked up a copy yesterday. Actually, it was uh, hilarious. Some of the skits on there are just so funny, and yeah, the Prince influence is quite obvious. But so well, when I when I put that on my list, I knew you would probably check it out because you're always curious, and I had a strong feeling that it would be something that you in particular would dig so yeah no, i definitely liked it a lot and i'll be uh listening to some more of them heavily cool. um yeah so good good choice there man um yeah i have a, I have a few records here i've been grooving on the last couple of weeks as well um two uh two new artists who've uh, just put out their first records this year that um let's see where do i recommend these from oh npr npr is a great audio podcast called um what's it called <laughs> is it um it's not first listen it's uh yeah first listen is that other piece that we use occasionally to check out albums before they're released all songs considered is the name of the podcast okay, okay yeah i've seen yeah yeah, they did a nice wrap up of uh, kind of their top new artists for the first half of the year a couple of weeks ago, and a couple that I really have been enjoying are, are uh, Weaves and Big Thief. They're both um, both have a strong female uh, component to them. Um, Weaves is a little bit more kind of jangly. I guess you'd say pop rock and big thief is a little bit more closer to, to punk, but also pretty, uh, upbeat. Um, definitely recommend both of those bands being pretty, uh, fun summer listens. Um, I also wanted to touch on a new Zamudo, uh, EP that came out. Zamudo is kind of, um, experimental producer. Um, he makes, he was a, he makes kind of like uh i guess it's a hip hop beats to a degree he put out like a four song e p called very one um that's actually really really good it's got some really uh really kind of warped uh vocal samples in it that i've been enjoying um i also came back on the uh the first team Impala record uh inner speaker over the last couple of weeks. And man, that sounded so good. I really, really, really enjoy that record. Um, much more so than their, uh, their two follow-up records. And, uh, I haven't listened to that one in a long time. Long, yeah. long, long time. Yeah. I think it came out in like early 2010 or so. 
Man, it's got a great kind of um, naivete to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got those big blown out guitars and just kind of float around in it. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good lesson still. Um, and I came across a, an older record from the late 90s um, from a band called Sunny Day Real Estate who uh, I think is severely underrated. They're kind of um, emo before emo was quite as fashionable. Um, they put out a record called How It Feels to Be Something On. That was in the mid-90s. Um, man, that's a, it's still a really good listen. It's really strong um, vocals and guitars. Um, man, such a good record evoked a lot of uh, a lot of fun memories from high school and college have you have you ever listened to those guys come yeah i've not um maybe i i seem to recall an album cover that had like maybe i'm wrong but it had like blocky characters on it that looked like lego yeah yeah it's a different it's a, album, maybe but, yeah. i have listened to it um but I, I don't really have a memory of it uh, it might be something to go back and, and check out if you have some spare time or some, some quality recordings there. Okay, okay. Yeah, so that was that was your list, right? But you know, I I did check out some of those some of those releases, and uh, I think it was of them the newer ones in particular. And this is what some of our listeners should probably understand when we're talking about stuff we listen to. Most of the stuff I listen to is going to be old, <laughs> and most of the stuff that Andy mentions is going to be newer. Um, he just has a broader palette, and I'm an, I'm an older man. Uh, so I listened to the Weaves and the Big Thief, and I like the Weaves better than the Big Thief. Um, I thought you might, yeah. It you know both of the both of them reminded me of college music so Mm, before alternative was what anything was being called uh this is probably late 80s and their college music was stuff that was like independent rock song you know it was was college radio stations playing them so it tended to be you know things that ended up becoming mainstream like back in the 80s when no one had heard of the red hot chili peppers or um Husker Du and bands like that. This kind of those albums both feel sort of alternative pop uh, college music eighties that wouldn't ever make the mainstream, um, but are still interesting and, and worth checking out. Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair assessment. Okay. So, go ahead. You're I cool. was gonna say they're they're kind of a you know lo-fi indie sound to them. They're not lavish productions by any means but they still have a an energy to them i think is worth listening to yeah i mean i know that i'm like an unyielding force but andy if you have things to say you can go ahead and (laughs) i'll let you say them i'll try and sneak a word or two in yeah yeah well for the listener's sake (laughs) we kind of have to let that happen uh yeah so the next section here is going to talk about some uh some upcoming releases there's a handful of uh, records coming out um, this coming week there's a kind of experimental hip hop record looking forward to from a new artist called Trim 
He's part of um, James Blake's uh, 1-800-Dinosaur group label. Um, so I believe there's, he's going to be doing some of the production on this record. I heard a few tracks from it. It's, it's pretty uh, pretty left field. It's some pretty bizarre stuff, but I'm excited to hear it. Um, it's also a rock record from a band called Owen coming up that's getting some uh, some talk. It's called The the King of Wise. And the following week, there's a new Dinosaur Junior record coming out. The title is uh, Give a Glimpse of What You're Not. And also that week is a new record from uh, 65 Days of Static. The title is uh, No Man's Sky, Music for an Infinite Universe. Um, or an infinite days pause. Is... An infinite pause in between <laughs> words. <laughs> so my monitor went to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and the week after that is a new Jeff the Brotherhood record, which I know we're both looking forward to. You know, I, I don't know anymore. I've kind of given up on Jeff the Brotherhood. Oh, no, dude. The last record was so good. It was, well, it was, it was awesome. Little, it their promise was different for me when I first heard them. I was thinking they were going to get more crunchy and be more of a hard rock experience uh, okay. as it filled you know, like a garage rock sort Man. of thing. Cause that's where it sort of started and they've gotten more experimental and I, I will always check it out, but I, my excitement level has lowered for them with each release, but it's not that they're bad. Yeah. They kind of like a little more psychedelic on the last record and a little less. Yeah garage but man, i loved it that was their best one by far so i'm excited good for you <laughs> yeah the only ones i recognize on this list are dinosaur jr and jeff the brotherhood so um that's why i leave you in charge of the new releases because <laughs> i would only put <laughs> stuff i know on there <laughs> well yeah okay so let's uh let's move on to our next what are we going to call it section Sure. Uh, our next chapter. Chapter. I like that. Okay. This is musical memories. We're talking about just little stories from our past, uh, things that are related to music. So for me, I want to talk about Horde Festival, 1995. Um, Horde. I'm trying to remember exactly what that stood for. Uh, <laughs> What kind of music was that? All right, so it was a it was a festival that went from place to place, and it was it was led by Blues Traveler. Uh, okay. So it was kind of a, you know, like the one I went to in 1995. I'll, I'll give you a breakdown of the headliners: the Black Crows, cool. Blues Traveler, Ziggy Marley and the Melody Makers, <laughs> G Love and Special Sauce, nice, uh, Taj Mahal. No kidding. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band, Cheryl Crow. Wow. This is just, these were the people that were on the tour, okay? Uh, and then non-headliners were Aquarium Rescue Unit, God Street Wine, a bunch of other, John, Joan Osborne, I'm just naming some of them, Dion Ferris, Wilco, when they were new. Cool. Uh, they were not at my show, unfortunately. Uh, so at the, I saw it at the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, 
I believe it was August of 1995. And it's Black Crows, Blues Travelers, Ziggy Marley. G-Love was there. Um, Joan Osborne was there. And then some other bands. Wilco was not, unfortunately. And uh, it was awesome. I mean, it was a great time. But, you know, what I really want to talk about is how fortunate I was. So I went with a couple of friends. And we first went to the Saratoga Performing Arts Center. Like It's connected to the state park. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to the park, had some, I forget what it was called, but it was some kind of alcoholic soda beverage that came in a two liter. No, it had like Everclear in it. It was hard hitting. So okay. we got, cause you couldn't bring anything. You couldn't bring any booze into the venue, of course. So we got as bombed as we could and then went into the show and, uh, you know, it's usual vendors and whatever. And it was right after Jerry Garcia had passed. So everyone was wearing Jerry, you know, Jerry forever type t-shirts and people were holding up signs for him and stuff. And so it was a weird summer. And, uh, what I remember most and is most important to anybody out there, any concert goers. So Ziggy Marley, whatever, it was just a bunch of copies of Bob Marley songs and that's okay. But you know, people were getting stoned and dancing around to it. So speaking of getting stoned, one of my friends was chasing weed all over the place, and he missed a great opportunity. So me and my friend Gina were the last two left. Blues Traveler had already played, and the headliners, Black Crows, were going to come up. So we worked our we just had lawn seats, so we worked our way down to the gate to where the amphitheater was, and two girls came out, and they are like, oh, are you guys going to see the Black Crows? And we're like, yeah. Like, well, we were just here for Blues Traveler. Do you want our tickets, our stubs? Sure. Yes. So we get their stubs, third row center. Whoa. So, like, I had never seen, I liked the Black Crows okay at the time, but after uh-huh. seeing them that close and a dude dancing around in a crow outfit, like three <laughs> feet from my face, I was totally cool. into them from that point <laughs> forward. And my friend who was chasing weed and following people into the woods to smoke uh, the dope, missed it. So, uh, kids, there's a time. There's a time for dope. Focus on the memories because you want to see that get that special moment where you get to see a band third row when you paid twelve bucks for a ticket. Wow, uh, that's pretty incredible, man. Did your friend ever show back up, or did he miss no, the we, show? We found him after. over by the gates on the way out and we're like oh we were third row and he's like ooh I think this weed was bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's pretty funny the old horror festival yeah I feel like there were a lot more different a lot of different types of festivals back then in the mid-90s. Yeah, they did a lot of those. I mean, they did this in 92, 93, 94, 95, all the way up through 98. Uh, the one mm-hmm. I had tickets for that I missed, and I'm very upset about I couldn't make it, I had to work, was the year that Neil Young was on in 1997. Oh, man. That's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you got? Well, I've been uh, been sorting through some old records the last month or so, and I I came across um, some recordings I had made uh, about about fifteen years ago of some uh, 
some old DJ sets I had I had done in the early two thousands or so. So was this like was this house party DJ stuff or like college radio station DJ stuff? Oh, good question. I did do some college radio, but these were like house party, like dorm room. Oh God, college <laughs> dance party stuff. You know, I had like a legit turntables and the mixer, and you know, decent vinyl collection. But I must hear these tapes. Oh, uh-huh, dude, <laughs> they like- were they were just atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it always I, is. Anything you think is cool when you're 20 is garbage <laughs> when you're an adult. <laughs> I mean, the music is is what it is. It's right. not exactly incredible. But I had memories of being like, oh, yeah, this sounds pretty good, actually. Like, I think I could go out and do this, like, get paid to do this. <laughs> but going back and listening to it, it was just the beats were, not, you know, totally mismatched. And this, the mixing was totally uneven and at times would, you know, skip. And it was just. I'm picturing you with giant goggles <laughs> on your head and frosted tips and. Yeah, I had like orange glasses and spiky <laughs> hair, <you know? laughs> tank top. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Silver pants? Yeah, like some of those swishy pants that were some weird color and, you know, rings and a hemp necklace and all yeah, that did, shit. And <laughs> did you have like a pacifier and stuff too? Uh, I wasn't really into the rave scene so much. This was a little more, a little bit more sophisticated. <laughs> I don't know the difference because I was too old for that stuff when that was happening. Yeah. Anyway, it was it was fun kind of going back. As much as I was a little bit disturbed by the quality, it was you know maybe smile to hear some of those old recordings. So, did you get the lighter fluid out, or are you keeping those things? I, I decided to keep one as a memento. <laughs> that wasn't quite as bad. <laughs> the rest Put it are in your safe. <laughs> if you ever run for political office, make sure no one can get their hands on them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. All right, Should so moving on. on. To the yeah, let's final chapter. On. Yes, yeah. to one of my favorite sections here. It's a little piece we call giving propers. So what we're doing here is we're giving props to different things TV shows, movies, uh, pieces of technology, other interests in our lives because we love music, but there are other stuff. So this is a good opportunity to just name a couple things that we think are cool uh, and recommend to others. So why don't you kick it off there, Andy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My pleasure. Um, I have been watching for the last couple of weeks and slowly starting to get addicted to a TV series. I don't know if you even call it a TV series anymore. It's a show. It's in a series. It's on Netflix. The title is uh, Stranger Fiction. And boy, if you're a fan of like sci-fi, um, if you liked Lost, the show is freaking awesome. It's got, um, it's got like aliens, science experiments. It's got telepathy. Um. It's kind of shot in a pretty cool way. The writing's good. Don't, um, don't ruin it. I'm trying not to give any spoilers. Winona Ryder's in it. And, uh, uh, she's she's pretty good. I really, I've been enjoying, enjoying her. So I'm about six episodes in. I think it's a 10 episode season. Just came out on Netflix. Two thumbs up for me. Okay, awesome. yeah. I, 
I've I've heard nothing but great stuff about it. I haven't watched it yet. We've got a bunch of other things that we're trying to blast through first. Uh, but from what I've read, it does have a kind of ET eighties vibe because it takes place in the eighties, right? I believe that is correct. Yes, there's kind of a, a group of cool. young children, like ten or eleven year old boys, who are kind of like the main stars. So yeah, it definitely has like a throwback feel to it. I'm yeah. hoping for some bike riding flying across the moon. <laughs> there's one scene that's actually really, Uh-oh. really close. <laughs> Shush. Anyway, Shush. Go ahead. All right. So for me, I've got a couple. Um, YouTube Red. Mm. So YouTube Red is basically a subscription version of YouTube where you don't have any ads. So I get it because I have the Google Play All Access, which is just like Spotify. So you've got this music service where you can stream albums, all that stuff. And with that subscription comes a subscription to YouTube Red. So now what I can do with my setup at home when I'm having people over, instead of just playing a regular music playlist, I put together a YouTube playlist of 80s videos, 90s videos, concert footage. I'll take some old commercials and cut them in, like Tootsie Roll commercials from when I was a kid or whatever, and shuffle that up. And I get to play on the TV, pipe it through the speakers, have music videos playing. And it's really cool. People love it. It spurs a lot of cool conversations, but there's no advertising. And if you tried to do it with regular YouTube, making a playlist... You have to sit through ads, you know, or click on them to close them, skip ads. So I, you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I don't know. I think you can subscribe to it separately, but I think the Google Play All Access comes with it no matter what you do. So highly recommend. It's a lot of fun. That's uh, $9.99 a month or? What's yeah. The, what's the or, or if you have, I think it is $9.99 a month. If you've got friends and family, you can do six members for fifteen ninety nine a month. So you split up the cost. That's what I've done. Um, and one person kind of runs it, sends out invites just to people who are trusted because they could buy things with your credit card, like apps and stuff. Um, uh, let's see. They could. Uh, but, you know, if it's people you trust, it's it's cool. And it's cheap as hell if you split it. So totally worth it. Yeah, I see they just put out like a a new app, like YouTube Music, which I think is just that service. Is that correct? Yes, yes. So that's that's nice too, and that's an app on the phone. Um, mm-hmm. But what I do, I just go to YouTube proper. That way, I can make it full screen on a TV screen. Cool, cool. It's the same content you get on YouTube, right? Like right, just right. Yeah, no ads. Awesome. Correct. Very correct. cool. Uh, the other thing I want to mention is another, it's on Netflix, at least the first mm-hmm. four and a half seasons, because the first half of season five is up. The second half of season five of the show just aired on um, AMC. It's called huh? Hell on Wheels. And it is. It's a cowboy. <laughs> it's a cowboy, Cullen Bohannon. Uh, just uh, so it's right after the Civil War, and it's about this ass-kicking gunslinger dude who who's uh, looking to avenge his family, and uh, he gets involved in the Pan Pacific Railroad. So it's got historical figures in it, like Ulysses S. Grant and stuff. 
but this yeah. is a fictionalized past. I mean, this is not true. This is not how the railroads were built. But uh, Common is one of the stars of the show, nice. the rapper. Yeah. Um, it's a really cool cowboy show with a lot of shooting, a lot of stabbing, mm. and uh, it's awesome. We've been really enjoying it. We blasted through it, and now we're trying to catch up with the final the final section that's now right now just on AMC. I assume it'll hit Netflix eventually, but uh, they're like, I think they're 10 episode seasons or 13 episode seasons. So, and there's four and a half of them. So it says season five, but it only has the first seven episodes up. Watch it. Gotcha. Sounds good. Sounds really good. So that's it, right? We done? Yeah, I think that's everything we want to talk about. Wow, well, both of our voices have gotten really high here at the end. <laughs> I'm out of oxygen. Sorry. That's fine. This is how you sounded when you were a DJ. What's up, y'all? You ready to party? Sandy on the wheels too. I'm going to spin this for you. Wiggity, wiggity, wiggity. All right. Uh, yeah. All right, so that's us. That's Album Nerds. That's our podcast. Please subscribe, whatever. We're still figuring all this shit out, so I'm not exactly sure what you need to do, but as the weeks go by, we'll clarify. Uh, visit us at albumnerds.com. That's where I assume we'll have some of this posted. Maybe in the future, we'll start putting together some uh, playlists and things based on what we talked about. But right now, we're keeping it bare bones. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we should do. Tell us what we shouldn't do. Tell us if we should or shouldn't speak in high voices exclusively. And, uh, We'll catch you next time. Peace. Bye-bye.